Please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. back to everyone in the sports universe. It is hump day, Wednesday, September 29, 2021. This is the AM Drive on Swan Sports, and we are live. For Aaron Crouch, who, like I said, is back, I am Michael Carbellis. What's going on, Aaron? Not a whole lot. It feels good to be back. Um, glad you got some replacements for me, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call them replacements. They were just uh, placeholders, in right. my opinion. But I'm back, so it's and we got a lot on the docket uh, today. I know that there's a lot going on in the sports world: signings, retirements, baseball's about ready to hit the best part of the season. Yeah, I came back at just the right time here, Mike. Hey, hey Amen. I wish you would have been on yesterday, but I digress. Aaron, do you want to look like a Friday night but feel like a Sunday morning? Always. Amen. For shirts today, make that seem impossible. In 2018, however, a group of innovators at Buttercloth struck a deal with the billionaires at Shark Tank. They've created a six-way stretch mint-based shirt that keeps you cool and repels those odors. Nothing tops the comfort in the amazing looks. However, in 2021, Buttercloth struck their best deal with the AM Drive. To support our show, and own this breakthrough line of comfortable shirts. Visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and tap the Buttercloth logo. You're welcome. Okay. Mike said it first, as always, is brought to you by Buttercloth. And you know what? This news came in late last night. I thought I'd go ahead and talk about it now. Because I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world, much less, much more a fighting fan. But I do appreciate the art of it and what these guys go through. Manny Pacquiao was the guy I always kind of rooted for, I guess, especially in the Floyd Mayweather hat fight that eventually did happen but shouldn't have happened once it did because it was so long waiting thanks to Floyd, stupid idiot Mayweather. But Manny Pacquiao did this thing while being a politician, which is just crazy. It's like, can you imagine Donald Trump or Joe Biden Going across the like the world in England to go box against people—that's just nuts to me. That's what Manny Pacquiao was doing. I don't know if he's necessarily the president over there, but he was a high-ranking official, and that was to me just nuts that that happened. I thought he retired before he came back and fought again recently. But Manny Pacquiao, shout out to you and Aaron. Your thoughts. Yeah, he's currently a sitting senator in the Philippines who is running for president, which is one of the main reasons why he decided to hang it up. But um, I was a boxing fan, not as much anymore. I feel like it's become such a sideshow. Um, mm -hmm. But you look at his resume, you take out the Mayweather fight, but you, you, you keep the Mayweather fight as its own little side thing. But Marco Barrera, Eric Morales, um, you had Antonio Marquez, uh, who we had a three-fight trilogy um, with which was just in uh it was just incredible. He's the or I'm not, not Antonio Marquez. One man, one man, Mel Marquez. 
Um, he won the title in eight different weight divisions. That just doesn't yeah. happen. People don't move up and down that much. He won a title at 135 when he was 108 pounds. Like, so not only did he not even move up, he just beat the guy, you know, who was right there. You have Ricky Hatton, Timothy Bradley, Keith Thurman, couple of spots where I thought actually he won fights and he didn't. I forget the guy he fought in Australia. Um, I thought he beat the heck out of him. I, this was four or five years ago. But um, to me, he's probably one of the greatest fighters of all time. And I think he's better than Floyd Mayweather because many, many never backed down from a challenge. Now, in his later years, it's starting to get a little – I don't want to use the wrong word in disrespect. It's starting to get a little sad watching him in the right. ring where he, he's definitely a shell of himself. He was but, a speedster guy. He was a speeder, and now he's slowing down. Well, see, he wasn't even really much of a speedster. It was just getting into the right angles. Like he never backed down. It was, it was. He was a, a not not quite a counter puncher, but not quite an offensive enforcer. He just had to get in the right spots, and you were dead. You were done. So, I mean, kudos to him. the The, the career is incredible. The sixty three and eight. You know, a couple of those losses on the end are going to kind of hurt him in the discussions. But. Um, yeah, in my opinion, I think because he was willing to take on anyone and everyone, uh, I consider him a better fighter than Floyd Mayweather, although Floyd Mayweather was one of the greatest. Um, I wish that fight would have happened a little sooner in their lives, but yep. uh, you know, good luck in the yep. uh good luck in the uh election there, Manny Pacquiao, because I think he's probably gonna win it. I take um more from away from Floyd Mayweather than I do from Manny Pacquiao with that fight because I had heard that, and even went up leading up to that fight, you had heard Floyd was the one who didn't want it for so long. So it's been a story for years and years to say, well, because May, I, I think Manny lost it eventually. But I feel like, you know, if Floyd was that dude, he would have gone in there and knocked him out in the, in, the, in the fourth or fifth round. And that did not happen. I don't care if Floyd was not. I don't care if he wasn't a knockout artist. I don't care. He waited for that fight. Manny had been ready. Then he was hurt apparently during the fight. But – I take more away from Floyd than I do from Manny for taking that fight. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a situation where Floyd Mayweather only cared about keeping his perfect record intact. So yep. he found ways to fight guys, get those matchups he wanted, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, Manny Pacquiao and others. He found a way to take those fights when he knew he had the complete and total dominant upper hand in those situations. Um he was so splitting paid- hairs over a few million dollars, which created probably a frustration with uh, with Manny Pacquiao. But, um, I mean, again, you can't argue with Floyd. He's probably still one of the greatest. But I consider – and I rooted for Pacquiao in that fight too because i just never been a big fan of, 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 of Floyd Mayweather. So I don't want to turn this into a Floyd Mayweather bashing celebration of, of, um, of Manny Pacquiao. And I don't know. you got to watch it. If you're not a boxing fan, you got to watch – the 2008 fight he did with Oscar De La Hoya, which put Manny Pacquiao on the map. So I just I, I urge you to do that, if nothing else. Fair enough. Violence is good. Okay. Speaking of violence, John Jones. Poor John. Well, not really poor. It's, most of it is self-inflicted. He doesn't remember much of this, but he, he allegedly pulled a woman's hair, headbutted a police car, denting it and scraping the paint off, he, didn't, he denies pulling a woman's hair. Police said he was very aggressive. Like I said, he doesn't remember, but he's been arrested. Aaron, holy cow. 
Yeah, you talk about a fall from grace right here. The the John Jones situation. Ever since he got busted with the uh, cocaine and the steroids, the PEDs, yep. it has just been one giant fall from grace here for him. Um, it was funny because one of his fights, it was just hours after one of his fights was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Yep. So I just, I don't know, man. You feel you got to feel for John Jones if this is literally like a, a CTE situation, but. I mean, this is my neck of the woods. John Jones was out here in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the incident happened at Caesar's Palace um, here. He didn't but stay in Vegas either. I will tell you what, though. How, how would you feel if you were like a Caesar's Palace security guard or a Las Vegas Metro Police Department? Um, and like you're responding to a call and you see John Jones. Like, you know, if, if this guy wants to get physical, I'm dead. Like, I well, am I'm pulling well, out the stun gun or maybe even a regular gun as fast as I can. And it's not no disrespect to John Jones or a person of color, but like if he decides he wants to get physical, I have no shot. I have no shot. Well, I, I, I don't, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you did mention PEDs. And if, if he's off of them now, I feel like I take, although when someone's going psycho like that, they don't feel a darn thing. So I guess a stun gun would, this is like, would be a little bit nice there. But um, I get, if, if we were like head to head, everybody was sober. I like my chances against the guy who was busted for PEDs. I'm like, how strong are you, really? Pow, get knocked out in 30 seconds. That's okay though. That's okay. He's still also a trained. He's a trained mixed martial arts fighter, Mike. No, and that's that's a fair point. But I was just saying that would give me a little bit of hope. Not much, but it would give me hope. I would be knocked out in 30 seconds instead of 10 seconds, I guess. Your chances would go from zero to zero point one. Thank you, and that's all I need. Sometimes <laughs> it's, the, it's the fight and the little guy, okay? All right, fair enough. Uh, I'd like to see that that matchup someday. Put you and uh, John Jones, not in an octagon, just in like a the MGM parking lot. <laughs> I, I'm signing my letter of intent with Hofstra, man. No it's holds happening. barred for the uh, hardcore, ta uh, hardcore title or whatever they call it, the 24-7 hardcore title, whatever they call it in wrestling now. So, All right, man, we got a great show here. I am back. I am happy to be back. We got a lot to talk about, including my favorite athlete on the planet and also Mike's favorite athlete, too. Some football talk in segment two, baseball talk in segment three, and we're giving away two, not one, but two NFL T-shirts today, courtesy of Fanatics, to two lucky winners. So stick and stay on the other side. We are going to go to commercial here. On the other side of that break, we're talking Tom Brady back to New England. It's the AM Drive. We'll be right back. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe a Very soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now, Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? 
Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Favorite college at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back to the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. I am Mike. He's Aaron. He's back. And we are in full swing. And speaking of full swing, a lot of people like to golf. But here's the problem with the balls you're using. Are they not hitting well? Are you stressed out? It's because the balls are overpriced. Okay? The Terramates, the Callaways, the Bridgestones, get them advice with Vice Golf. They're half the price. Shipped right to your ding-dong door. MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the Vice Golf logo. Help us help you swing better. Aaron. <laughs> yes, I uh, I know a thing or two about Vice Golf Balls. They've helped me stay out of the woods and out of the desert. And uh, actually, I would, I would honestly say, like a legit non-promotional comment they have improved my score that'll be 20 bucks good job aaron <laughs> fair enough so all right we got a we got a big signing here we talked about it well i talked about it uh when i came on the show uh in the guest spot i believe that was monday morning i you said right. based on based on my my thoughts here with the defensive secondary in tampa richard sherman needs to be in a buccaneers uniform and it looks like that prophecy has come to fruition here as we just got breaking news down the wire yeah. richard sherman to tampa and your question is is this a good fit or a bad fit i got to imagine it's a good fit because like i said sean murphy bunting way more important to this team than you know a lot of the off what the offense can do you cannot be a good franchise and be giving up three four hundred yards passing and this isn't a knock on Matt Stafford because Matt Stafford's playing incredibly well in L.A., but this should just not be happening. And I don't know if Richard Sherman's going to continue to, you know, kind of put a kibosh on that because he is a little bit older. We all know the Achilles and the other injury histories. And we saw the uh, we saw the ring doorbell video <laughs> this summer. That was nuts. But um, ultimately, I got to say this is a good fit. It all depends on his his personality is he going to come in and mesh with this team or is he going to come and be a me guy and create problems like we thought Antonio Brown would I think he'll be okay because he is older and hopefully more wiser I hope that Stanford degree has not fallen off you know those those things I want people to know if you go to Stanford and you're in the NFL we have the smartest people by media default okay Although I know Richard Sherman actually is smart. I'm just saying that's usually the narrative that comes with that. Um, a couple of quotes here, if you don't mind, from Richard Sherman via his Richard okay. Sherman podcast, which he announced this all, which is pretty cool. I went with the best offer I had, the best opportunity to go out there and put some great tape on. 
to lead another group. Um, he then says this was an opportunity he couldn't pass up, and this is what he came up with. He's ready to strap them back up, go out there and get this, show that these old legs still have some juice. Hmm. I don't know if I would have said if I would have used those words coming back to give my fan base hope, but hey. Well, I think he said it kind of in jest. The fact of the matter is, is that he's already signed the deal. So he's not really worried about, you know, still trying to promote himself. Once you've made the sale, you don't have to keep selling unless you're just joking around at that point. Fair point. Um, love the, this. I don't look too much into the semantics of why he said this, but I don't love the, well, that was the best offer I had. I'd like to, as a Bucks fan, think that he's coming oh, in in an attempt to win a Super Bowl. Not, I mean, I, I don't have any loyalty to these teams. I just want the best, you know, deal on the table money wise. And maybe, you know, he kind of goes on to say, look, you know, when Tom Brady reaches out, you know, that's not something you just take lightly. It's a very difficult opportunity to pass up. But let's be honest. I mean, he's not really going to be interacting with Tom Brady that much during the course of a game. So that being said, I just don't understand, you know, the, the, the need to say, well, this is the best opportunity I had. Hey, and again, maybe I'm reading too much into this. I don't want to take it for anything but face value, but. There's, there, I don't think Richard Sermon's the exact answer to making this team a, a Super Bowl contender again. He's He is older, and Sean Murphy Bunting is it's better than he is. The problem is he's just not on the field. And when you're on the field, you can't help your team win games. So you need a body on the field who at least is probably going to be on the cusp of being a Hall of Famer, and that's Richard Sherman right now. How far you Buccaneers fans have fallen? We're bringing all 22 starters back, but I don't know if Richard Sherman's going to make us a contender. Come on now. Don't well, when, start, when your starters start going down, Antonio Brown's down. You got uh, you got Sean Murphy Bunting's down. Um, you know those kind of, especially in the secondary, those kind of injuries matter, especially the secondary. The problem right now is, is in my opinion, it has nothing to do with the secondary. The the defensive line is not getting pressure. What I saw on the defensive line with in this LA game was just non-existent. So when you can't get pressure, it's anything. Your cornerbacks are on islands. They're going to give up yards. It's just the fact of the matter is, is I don't know how Deshaun Jackson kept sneaking behind the defense. It's not like he hasn't done this for the better part of 10 plus years. I mean, you don't bring Deshaun Jackson in to run freaking the, the route tree. You bring him in to run, you know, long ball. Uh, get a head name start and then, yeah, end the rounds and all kind of good stuff. Whatever <sighs> the name of that, that go deep route is. What is that? Uh, it's not a fade route, but. Streak, I don't know. <laughs> the nine route, the streak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? I just I have I'm not much concern with this. Uh, this is all. Wait, okay, I have a question for you. Josh Gordon makes a bigger impact with with Kansas City, or Richard Sherman makes a bigger impact with Tampa. I just thought of that. Oof, um, I mean, I, I think Richard Sherman. I mean, the question is, is if Richard Sherman can shut down one side of the field and not, even though he might not have any interceptions or tackles, right? That that Just matters. Impact. Well, I don't care about stats. I'm, I, I, don't I hope it. I hope it's Sherman, but again, with the Josh Gordon thing, like you know, he hasn't been. He's been very blah since like 2013. I mean, yeah, he's had some decent games with the Patriots. Nothing really with the Seahawks. Like, I don't understand all this hype. Like, you're talking about a guy eight years ago. He's in his. I mean, he's got to be in his 30s. I don't know Josh Gordon's age right now, but he's got to be either 30 or or 30 plus. How are you going to crack that lineup with Mecole and Tyreek and Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I'm going to say it's Richard Sherman. 
just simply because he's going to insert himself right into a starting cornerback role. Well, if Sherman had signed with the Chiefs, boy, if Sherman had signed with the Packers, I think that would have been huge for Green Bay. I mean, it's a big – it's a guy who can at least teach Kevin King to cover somebody. Yeah, well, the question is, is what kind of Richard Sherman are we going to get in this spot? Is he going to have issues with all of that crap that went on off the field? You know, he's still facing, uh, what, five misdemeanors? He's got criminal trespass, malicious mischief. Malicious. It, 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 I love that. It, it doesn't take much to uh, – doesn't take much for Roger Goodell to, to throw a four-game suspension out there. But we haven't heard anything He's got a four-game suspension? No, I'm saying it wouldn't take much for him to oh, throw something good. if he's found guilty, especially driving under the influence, reckless endangerment. Man, like, I, I, those I are the, the, you, the counts here. If you're showing it's four games, then I think um, Deshaun Watson might get 400 games. <laughs> per per count. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, oh. Speaking of Tom Brady, though, Aaron, um, your boy's back for revenge or he's back for return. I think the dude's nervous. I don't care what anybody says. I think Tom Brady's nervous to go back to New England, to, to Boston. And Chris Long, thinks, Chris Long thinks people will boo him. I I personally think there will be – Boston fans are weird. I, I, I'm sorry to do it to Aaron, but Boston fans, they're very emotional. And I don't know if there's not maybe one or two of them that can maybe scream boo louder than the other guys and say, yeah. I think we'll, we'll hear a mixed reaction. I, I don't. I think we'll hear an overwhelming cheer. Ooh. I think we'll have no problem with your pregame. Um, I think will there be one or two guys that are drunk and think they're funny uh. and boo and boo Tom Brady? Sure, absolutely. I was at the Vegas Golden Knights game last night, and there was some idiot banging on the glass and just yelling at the goalie every five minutes. Hey, Johansson, you suck. Like, get some <laughs> new material. Like, there's always that douchebag at a game who thinks he's funny. But um, I am that I am that guy. By the way, I was like, real, I hate to break you off, but real quick story. I was about like my a basketball game for a college local college here, and why like, there was like, a couple questionable calls. So I was like screaming at. The, I mean, I had like courtside seats. I was like, screaming at the referee, telling the other team, "Hey, the shot clock's running down." It was just it's funny. I'm sorry. I'm one of those douchebags. Well, I mean, there's a there's a certain level. Like no one in their absolute right mind. With a, with a functional brain should say, this guy gave me 20 years, seven or six Super Bowls, nine appearances, and I'm going to boo him because he nice. left. Because if you believe it, it, it almost was the organization. Like you have a guy, if you really, because Bill Belichick has come out this week and said, well, you know, we really wanted him. We just didn't have the right offer. Oh, like, how, how are you not rolling out the reddest of carpets? If you really wanted him, you would have done everything. You would have paid him the $50 million for two seasons like Tampa I mean, Bay did. I can't believe Bill Belichick, you said, he said that? Yeah, he said something along. I mean, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he's like basically, mm. he, you know, he basically said Tom decided the better offer was in Tampa. Oh, like, you know what? <laughs> that was well documented, those two not getting along. But it's much more than, like, yeah, exactly. It's much more than just you put an offer on the table and he was like, no, thanks, I'm going to Tampa. You tried to get Jimmy G in there. You tried to get Jacoby Brissett in there. You, you know, you 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 put it. You put all these obstacles in place. It's not a secret that you wanted to move on from Brady. Like what, three or four years before you he even still won you more Super Bowls. Um, t- 
to, but but switching to Tom Brady, is he nervous? Absolutely, he's going to be nervous. That just doesn't go away, you know, just because he's played in the NFL for 20 years. I don't know. I mean, they might boo him when the game's starting. That's fine. I think you have absolutely – because at that, that point in time, he's an opponent. But there's there's talk now, and I would, I would be shocked if the NFL doesn't put the kibosh on this. There's talk that they're going to announce the Buccaneers' defense in pregame intros instead of the offense. And that's an atrocious, atrocious I move. I love that. It's atrocious. That's absolutely atrocious. The, yeah. Why would they do that? Who, who came up with that crap? Probably some, some, probably some 18-year-old who just got hired. That's a good idea, kid. If they're thinking that, then they're really afraid that the Patriots are going to boo him on national TV. The uh, Patriots yeah. fans. The Patriots. They would know. Hey, Aaron, that's a nice hoodie, by the way. Where's Thanks, buddy. I got it right down there in the corner, amdrive.online, along with some awesome merchandise like coffee mugs. Oh, you, he brought a cup. Man, I, I hate myself sometimes. Ah, it's delicious. I'm sorry. I hate you sometimes, too, but you. it's okay, buddy. But I, any last thoughts before? Well, I want to know your thoughts. You, you kind of, I kind of took over this segment. Like, well, you, it's, is it a revenge game? I mean, I don't know. Like, if the Bucks weren't Super Bowl champions last year, is this a revenge game? Does Tom Brady want to kick the snot out of Bill Belichick? Does he even care anymore? Does Bill Belichick has Bill Belichick ever cared? I mean, he's in the midst no. of a complete re- rebuilding year. They're one and two at no. this point. Yeah, I'm, Mac- you know, I'm next question. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to Tampa. We're on to whoever they play next. Yeah, I don't know. To me, Brady says it's not a revenge trip, but his only his only hard feelings, if there is any, are against Belichick. And the thing is, is I'll I'll give you this: Brady needed Belichick as much as Belichick needed Brady to win six Super Bowls. I want to know if there's going to be a Mac Jones. No, not Mac Jones. I wonder if there's going to be a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick post game handshake. I don't care how that game goes. I don't care if it's 56 nothing either way or it's like a 23-20 tough game. I want to know if those two are going to embrace at midfield because I don't think it's going to happen. There's uh, got to be some it, bets on that. It won't be the first embrace. I think it should still be Arians and and Belichick. Um, what, what do you define as embrace, Mike? Like you know, hey, like just good job, bro. Or I, I don't. I want to see if you're if you were if you were that duo, just talk to each other like say, hey. You're doing a great job. Like you can, you know I'm talking. Not like the I love you, bro, but just like you know, hey, you know Tom looking down at Bill, Bill looking up at Tom, smiling. No, No. come on. No, I think it will be a a a a microsecond handshake. They'll look at each other in the eye and they'll nod their head, and I'll take that. That's that's as much. That's as much embrace as we're gonna get from that, no matter whatever the final score is. You know who's not embracing Aaron? Tyler Boyd. And whoever the heck's on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense right now. Cause um he said um that the Steelers gave up and he doubled down. I don't know if you've seen this part. You sent me the first part, but he apparently tweeted out later on that I have a lot of respect for the Steelers, and then he says this. I just have never seen them finish a game like that. So he didn't say quit, he said they finished the game like that. Listen, he would know firsthand. But it was 24 to 10. They went for a fourth down late. And he said after that, they gave up. I think they gave up to start the game if we're going that route. 
I don't know about that. I don't think they gave up to start the game. A Mike Tomlin coach football team is never just going to give up. Now, yeah, you know, at twenty-four to ten, you know, uh, maybe they they take a little bit off there at the end because it said you could see it. They had three drops in a row. I could see that situation where they had just kind of you know kind of going through the motions to end the game. But I think Mike Tomlin uh, said it best. Like I don't care about Tyler Boyd's opinion on what transpired. Like. <laughs> Nor should he. If you let that stuff get into your locker room, then Mike Tomlin's definitely liable to lose it. And Mike um, Tomlin's definitely the goat at keeping locker rooms together, just so we're clear. I don't see why not. I mean, what what evidence do you have that he Juju he, being a TikTok star and he, and everybody criticizing except for Mike Tomlin, Antonio Brown filming Facebook lives? Come on. He had a small period. I mean, you got you know, he had a small period where where guys got out of control. Le'Veon Bell set out an entire season. But sometimes you're going to have divas like that. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with TikTok and, and Juju Smith Schuster. I don't have a problem with that because they were winning. Um, in a situation with Antonio Brown, that dude just had a a, a lap, a two year like lapse in life. Like, I don't understand <laughs> anything that happened in those two years with Antonio Brown. Like, oh, I don't even know. But um, you would argue like Le'Veon Bell, like he's worse off for leaving Pittsburgh. Fair. So I don't know. I don't 100% agree with you. Like, Mike Tomlin can't control locker rooms. Now, the bigger question for me is, is what do you do now? I, I think ben, Big Ben's looked fine overall. His offensive line is atrocious. And you're not going to protect a 39-year-old quarterback with no offensive line. But yep. they're calling they're calling for Ben's head in Pittsburgh here. I think it's stupid. I think, I think fans do this crap a lot. Because, you know, when Mitchell Trubisky was with the Bears, it's funny how this goes back to that. And, you know, offensive line was not great. Play calling was not great. But they blame you on Trubisky. Why? Because he's the quarterback. He's the – it's the most important position in sports. Listen here. Really? And then we look at this year with Matt Nagy, with, with Justin Fields. Same thing with Big Ben with the Steelers. Like, if you cannot protect a dude like you, to your point, why are we criticizing the dude? Why are we not criticizing the protection? You know why? Because they don't know the names of those guys. I don't care – who's there or who's still there or whatever, they don't know their names, so they're going with Big Ben. They're lazy, they're casual. I hate that crap. Leave Ben well, alone. My beef right now is actually not with the offensive line, not with Big Ben. I know that you kind of started to throw out the Dwayne Haskins model. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. And one the more show. chance. Uh, my, my problem is with the offensive coordinator. You have yeah. three phenomenal wide receivers and a running back who can catch passes out of the backfield. Go to the dink and dunk. Go to the West Coast offense. Switch your entire offense right now. Big Ben taking five and seven step drops cannot happen anymore with that offensive line and with a 39-year-old slow, immobile quarterback. Yep. Adapt. Mike Tomlin should be right now in the offensive coordinator's face saying, you need to adapt this offense. Juju Smith-Schuster should never catch a ball that's over seven yards down the field. Same with Deontay Johnson. Same with Chase Claypool. I think um, Najee Harris, by the way, I see a lot of in between the tackles. Why is he doing that crap? Oh, this dude's got speed and agility. Break him outside for a few plays. Do a do a pitch. Look at your Madden playbook for once in your lives. Because obviously it ain't working with your own playbook. It's fair. Get your Madden playbook. I love it. I love it. So, all right, we're going to jump to a commercial here on the other side. We're going to continue with football here. Speaking of running backs, there is one that is looking for a trade. Where might Marlon Mack end one. up? All right, where might Marlon Mack end up? And we're going to be talking baseball. We've got uh, my trip to SoFi Stadium got me thinking about the best 
major league ballparks that I've ever been to. So uh, we'll be back on the other side of that commercial. And then Mike says, leave us alone. So that's what we're going to do for two minutes. <laughs> Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains a six-way stretch and breathe the Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh yeah. Actually I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. back welcome back Karen, and welcome back to you guys as we are here live on the am drive on 12 ounce sports this segment is brought to you by betus.com and betus.com use promo code 120 that's promo code 12 ounce for a 125 percent deposit bonus aaron's having technical difficulties we'll be right there with him but marlon mack yes i get it guys marlon mack is on the trade block. The Colts running back who's got potential. And by the way, Marlon Mack actually is on my Madden 21 roster of like a 90 overall at this point. So I, I, and I know in real life, like aside from video games, he's got potential. But now that he wants out, now the team probably realizes he's a, un, not a durable guy. Who would trade for him and what would they give up? That is the question. Was well, a Colts fan? I need some answers. I would like a wide receiver in return. Um, I have I haven't really talked much. I haven't really seen much about what we what we want, but I wouldn't mind just somebody on the like on the secondary or maybe a wide receiver to help us out. Hey, maybe even a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know who we call up, but listen, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I don't know where Aaron is. I think he's okay. He did lose his um internet for a few. We're gonna keep right here though on Mike filling in for Aaron at this point. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, by the way, I don't know if you guys have heard, he's in the dumps. 
Jalen Hurts made a um <laughs> a flushing comment after the Eagles got destroyed on Monday Night Football, twenty-one to forty-one, by their arch adversary, the Dallas Cowboys. So the Dallas Cowboys, like we all know, that they they beat them down, they beat them up, they beat them, they tossed them around, put them in a washing machine, they just had them for dinner, everything. But Jalen Hurts makes a stupid remark after the game, and at this point, you wonder: Is he chasing ratings? Is he trying to be a quote machine? Now, I don't know if I haven't seen anything Jalen Hurts has said recently. But I know this right here is kind of stupid. And I know Aaron probably had the quote right in front of him as well, but it was basically him using a poop joke. And I'm like, what the? They're not QBR like 8.9. Now, Dak Prescott, despite throwing three touchdowns, had a QBR of like 34, to be fair. And, and to be honest with this, context-wise here, Aaron's Wi-Fi is still crapping itself here. Um, But... Jalen Hurts making flushing comments is interesting to me. Because I feel like Jalen Hurts is a guy who had a bad game. Jalen Hurts had a bad game. But to go on national, well, I don't know if national television was airing this, but to go on this TV or in front of cameras and say that stupid garbage is kind of lame to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a different take on that from Aaron. We'll see later on. But um, we're going to take a quick commercial break here. And when Aaron comes back, we'll go ahead and run it back um, and talk some more stuff. But for now, you're watching the AM Drive. Sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12-ounce sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains a six-way stretch and breathe the Very soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. Do you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything.
Oh, Aaron. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Cool. Okay, thank God. You scared me. Yeah, your video is being foolish. Anyways. I'm sorry. I have to say, I have to get this off my chest because you were never going to be, they're never going to be our sponsor. Cox Internet, you freaking suck. Pay $156 for internet, and you have the worst, the worst freaking service, and 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 just it's the it's atrocious out here, and it's absolutely abysmal. And if you were if you didn't have a monopoly in this place, well, I really don't have a choice. I guess I have to pay you if I need the internet. So I'm sorry. I just I had to get that. It is absolutely atrocious. My wife's on the phone with them right now. If we get canceled, we're gonna freaking cancel because. I'm so sick of it. It consistently happens. It's and they have and they allow this monopoly to continue in Las Vegas. Someone please become a competitor to these pieces of shit. <laughs> Aaron, I love it, dude. And speaking of you it's just know, absolutely atrocious. Speaking Go of ahead. that, I want to give I know you have the exact quote probably in front of you. Speaking of of, of crap, okay. Jalen Hurts it's just like kind of kind of crappy. Not poop jokes. But what do you say? Because I know I know you probably have it with you. So the I initial, saw it. I the, just forgot it. The original quote is, it, "You know, we took a deuce. You don't look at it. You just flush it and move on." He's an idiot. Okay. You know, I will give him credit where credit is due. He had one of the base, best quotes I've heard in a long time with the "rent is due" quote. But I feel like he's just looking for little witty sayings now. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it's just something he thought of spur of the moment. But like this one, I mean. This one just seems to fall flat on its face. And, like, are you just trying too hard to become a quote machine at this point? Like, and yep. maybe he got that from Gardner Minshew. Remember Gardner Minshew? I haven't taken a crap in weeks because I don't believe in number two. Hey, like, what? These kids got to chill out, man. That's what TikTok does to kids, man. Well, like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Like, hey, look, you know, we played a bad game. Let's move on. I could say it. I could say the same thing, which is, you know, trying to be – it just – I don't know. This is – this game was a deuce. Adam, this was a bad one. I, as much as I liked the rents due quote, the deuce quote was was just as bad. And this man's like twenty five years old, twenty three years old, whatever. He's an idiot. Dumb quote. Well, let's not get ridiculous. Eight, He's not an idiot. He's still eight point nine QBR. It was a bad game, but uh, you know, whatever. Hey, any thoughts on Marlon Mack? Um, I I'm thinking I want a wide receiver or a quarterback. That's what I want. Because they ain't gonna uh, get Samuel. You're probably gonna get a draft pick or two. That's fair. I didn't know uh, we were after, but I'll take the draft picks. So I have a couple of teams I think can use his services here. The number one is obviously the 49ers. They seem to not be able to have enough running backs in the room here. They have Elijah Mitchell, um, Trey Sermon, <laughs> Raheem yeah. Mostert has gone down, Trey, Trent Cannon, uh, Carrion Johnson. But I think Marlon Mack, if he's healthy, I mean. Marlon Mack, pre the Achilles injury, was a phenomenal running back. I know they had to do what they had to do with Jonathan Taylor, but and I don't like to heap praise on a lot of USF Bulls, but yeah. I have 49ers. I have Patriots as a compliment to Damian Harris. I have the Jets because they could use anybody at this point. <laughs> um, and I have the Falcons. Mike Davis is sharing sharing snaps with Corderell Patterson. Cordero, however you say his name. Yeah, that's dumb. I don't lo- I'm watching Falcons game here in Georgia. That's a dumb move by the Falcons. Dude's never been a back. running back in his life. He, he looks better than Mike Davis. <laughs> Actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind Mike Davis. I think he's a nice guy who wears down defenses, but my God. Well, they bring go a wide receiver. Davis and Marlon Mack. I don't know. Whoever put a wide receiver, I don't care how good of a returner he is. I don't care if Devin Hester was back. That's a dumb move. Maybe so. Maybe Marlon Mack is an Atlanta Falcon here in the next couple weeks. 
Aaron, you had a trip to SoFi, my guy. And it was so fly, my guy. That is an incredible ballpark, I will tell you that. Uh, SoFi Stadium, they did a great job. I didn't realize until we got there, it's not actually a domed stadium. It's actually, it has a dome, weird little Star Trek looking dome on top of it. But it is open air, which was really cool. I didn't, th- I didn't know that until I went into it. I'm looking at the stadium as we're walking up, and I'm like, this isn't a dome. I think this is an awesome future of stadiums because open air stadiums, to me, are better than domes. And I know you, your favorite team oh. plays in a dome. Oh, but come on. Retractable we, dome. Is it retractable? Uh, yeah, supposedly, but I don't know how often they do that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it retract. Um, but, yeah, so, like, for me, you, you're never going to have an, uh, a rain out. You're never going to have a rained game. I think this is this is the, the new wave of football. I understand parks like Lambeau and Gillette. Like, I don't like those rain-soaked games. Like, let's – everybody who builds a new stadium needs to build this open-air roof concept. I love it. We need um, we need we just need to make sure Carson Wentz doesn't get hit by a ray of sunshine the correct way. But we're leaving that thing closed for now. It is totally possible that the the wind changes directions and he's out for six to eight weeks. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, but yeah, so oh. so if I can like I know we're talking about we're gonna talk about baseball in this segment, and I haven't been to a ton of NFL stadiums because I just don't go to a lot of NFL games. Now my favorite stadium is obviously Raymond James. Sit in the pirate ship. It's the coolest thing. It's the coolest experience in the world. If anybody ever gets a chance to do it, I highly recommend it. So my number one stadium for football is, it always will be Raymond James. But it got me thinking about my top five favorite ballparks as we come down to the stretch here. The playoffs are starting soon. So my top five. First one. Can you guess my first, my top, my top ballpark? Oh, dear God. Could could it be um the, the, the thing ranked number 29, the Tampa Bay Rays Dome or whatever it is? No, but it, that did make the top five. Oh my god! <laughs> that did make the top five. Oh, Fenway, 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 Fenway I, is I my favorite that. ballpark. But it also helps that they're my favorite team. Um, it has nice. such a touch of class. Yeah, my wife guessed it right. Fenway, yes, she's correct. Um, she knows so you Fen- so well. Fenway is my favorite park. I took her to Fenway. We didn't go to a game. We went to the tour. I think That's she got gross. an interesting kick out of that. Okay. Uh, my second favorite ballpark is Oriole Park in Camden Yards. Ugh. Even though this, this ballpark's almost 30 years old, it still just looks like the old school ballparks. That just, you know, that, that era of everything looks like a little village there in Oriole Park. So Camden Yards is my second favorite. Um, Oracle Park is my third favorite, which is the San Francisco Giants home. Uh, incredible looking ballpark, incredible looking, um, you know, atmosphere. The big glove, the big Coke bottle, everything hitting the ball into McCovey Cove. And uh, I kind of I like the Giants. They feel like the Red Sox of the West. They show up, you know, be good every few years. Uh, fourth is the Great American Ballpark, home of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, the smokestacks on the end under the stadium look incredible. Another ballpark that sits right on the river there. Um, and the Reds, you know, I, I grew up, it is in Ohio, yes. Uh, I grew up. Uh, my grandparents lived up near that ballpark, so um, spent a lot of days, you know, growing up, um, you know, having having the Great American Ballpark in my backyard, so to speak. Wrigley did not make the list because I haven't been to Wrigley. Now, this don't worry, list. Cody, I got you, bro. I have not been to Wrigley yet, so when I go to Wrigley, it, is- probably, it, it probably this is my top five favorite ballpark, not the top five favorite ballpark. These are my top five. I haven't been to Wrigley, so I can't say that Wrigley's in my top five. All right. So my last one actually is the Trop. I, my last one, 
every the trop gets such a bad rap my i love watching the game there i grew up in tampa so watching my red sox come down and play watching the yankees come down and play my favorite part of, of the trop is when the red sox and the rays would play each other and they'd all come together all the fans and sometimes they did draw a decent crowd all the fans would come together and scream yankees suck it's one of my favorite things of all time in baseball is when wow. Rays fans and red sox fans can agree on something like yankees suck so that is my that is my top five. We got Fenway, Camden Yards, Oracle Park, Great American, and the Trop. Okay, time for the correct list because I, I, I'll be honest. The only professional sports stadium I've ever been to was the old Brave Stadium. It was trash. Which one? Turner Field or the old yeah. Fulton County? Because uh, I've been to Fulton County. I haven't. I never got to go to Turner Field. It was lame. All right, well, I guess you can. I guess you can. Uh, I guess you can get there. You can, you can give yours because you haven't been to any stadiums. Right. Oh, come on, Aaron. She liked that. It's a kid's exhibit. <laughs> oh, leave her alone. It's a female exhibit, too. Come on. You got, to, you got to touch stingrays. That is pretty cool. I mean, we can do that in Savannah, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> Number one, the big green monster, Fenway Park, Red Sox. I'm also biased. I don't know how we agree on that, but okay. Number two, and this was the one I actually want to put number one, but I couldn't. I love watching these games on TV. The Rogers Center with the Toronto Blue Jays. Huh. I don't know what it is about that atmosphere. When they crank a home run and do a bat flip in that stadium, you hear every every last person in that stadium. It is so cool to watch on TV. I can't even imagine what it's like when it just goes in there for a walk-off. That would be so amazing. Number three. Wrigley Field, the Cubs. It's it's Wrigley, man. It's I wouldn't mind going to Chicago and not see a Bears game. I want to see a Cubs game. That was, and I don't even like baseball, but I would definitely do that. Number four, Kauffman Stadium, the Royals. The reason I say that is because again, I like the fan atmosphere. When they made the playoffs a few years ago and had World Series aspirations, they were like bouncing in there. And I feel like I had to well, give they them won the World Series. They won it. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. But I just remember like they were just going berserk in there. It's, it looked like a pretty cool scene. Number five, and Kansas City has great fans, anyways. Even the Chiefs do. Number five, Angel Stadium. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's right five minutes away from Disneyland. You're going to see Mickey Mouse after the Angels lose. Huh. <laughs> I can tell you firsthand the Angel Stadium is a dump. Well, yeah. And I'm sure that on um, the people from. um. I'm sure the people from the old show, the the Rocks in the Outfielders, what they're called now, I think they could tell you that too. They're at almost every single game. But the Rocks in the Outfield will tell you it's their dump. Like Fenway. Fenway is not That's the fair. most glamorous looking state. Wrigley is not the most glamorous. But the but, Green you know, Monster. But 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 Angel Stadium doesn't have any of the iconic features like that. Like the Rocks are cool, but eh. Well, you got Disneyland right there. I'm sorry. I went to Disneyland on Monday. It's it's yeah, you're right. Angel Stadium is right there, and so is the Honda Center, home of the Ducks. They're I all do right my research. That, they're all right in that area. But see, that's the difference. Like, of course, Wrigley's a phenomenal spot, and and uh, you know things like that. But I've never been to Wrigley, so my list is a little bit more personal to me. But yeah, top five MLB ballparks. How do you not throw Wrigley in there? Kauffman Stadium is incredible. Um, haven't been there yet, but it does look incredible on TV. I'd like to get. I think I have twelve ballparks under my belt. Um, I'd like to get, uh, wow, I'd like to get to all of them. Yeah. I'd like to get to all of them. I don't think I will. Uh, and they're building a new one so fast. Safeco is one I'd like to get to here in the reason we're, my wife and I are going to take a trip 
to go see the Kraken and the Knights play in March, and maybe we'll go try to. Uh, oh no, they don't. Damn, they don't. Uh, they don't start. Let's the season not run out of time here, though. Uh, we'll, we'll be fine. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do that giveaway, hundred percent. But yeah, let's move on from that. Let's talk a little bit of baseball here before we do the giveaway. Uh, we have a critical wild card spot available between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. You have three AL East teams: Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, all fighting for those last two wild card spots. It seems to me that. Those are going to be the the three teams, two of the three teams that get in here. Um, kudos to the Rays, though. I mean, winning the AL Central or winning the AL East has just been incredible uh, for them with all of these yeah. these people we're talking about, Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox. For the Rays to just be dominant like that is incredible. Um, Red that Sox being guys said, got swept with the Yankees, too, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. I was pissed. Actually, so you have the Yankees at 90 and 67. You have the Boston Red Sox at 88 and 69. <laughs> Seattle's also there at 88 and 70. Uh, and then you have Toronto at 87 and 70. But the Yankees and Toronto play each other. Garrett kills Garrett Cole is going to be going on the bump here in the next game. And this is a situation where no team can obviously afford to get swept, but it's obviously a three-game series, so they're not going to split it. How do you see this shaping up here? I mean, the Yankees have a two-game lean in the wild card against Boston and a two-and-a-half against Seattle, three-and-a-half, three or excuse me, three against Toronto. This is a tough series. Like, I... I don't feel good for Boston either. I feel like Boston's got to get one of these playoff spots. And the fact that the Yankees and Seattle are, you know, kind of uh, Yankees and uh, Yankees in the uh, Toronto are kind of battling this out for the one playoff spot. Boston really just needs to hold on here. They got Baltimore and Washington to finish out the season. I think Red Sox blew it when they lost all three games to the Yankees. That's, I mean, I don't want to add much to that. I think Alex Cora's out soon. We're going to do that very shortly, but. I got Blue Jays. I think their their bats are hot. Um, Rogers Center is is amazing. Is that in Toronto? Yes. Yes, Blue Jays. As Red Sox fans, you get your Rogers Center. Yeah, you get your Rogers Center. So I don't know. Like you said, I think Cora, if they don't make a wild card spot, uh, should definitely be out as Boston manager. I know it's only been a year, but come on, man, let's go. Red hot for the Red Sox. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Um, what we uh, oh, by the way, the Giants got hit below the belt. <laughs> I know you wanted to put that up there. Brandon Belt hurt. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for the Giants in the playoffs, especially against their rival, uh, the Dodgers here. So I'm ready to do some drawings here. We got about five minutes left in the show. Um, we're going to get two drawing winners today. So please make sure you're paying attention. Uh, if you you don't have to be present and watching the show to win, but we would love it if you are tuned in. And give, uh, him a give, code us a, name. give us a shout out on Twitter if if and when we do call your name. Now, we asked you to, to follow the instructions on our pin tweet. Follow us, retweet the tweet, and name three uh, of your friends for up to additional entries. So, Mike, without further ado, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, take the reins here and find us two winners. We're going to contact you, find out your favorite NFL team, and we're going to give you a free shirt, courtesy of Fanatics. Can you see this? Uh, I can see it relatively well, yes. Then hold on. Let me make sure I do this. I don't want to. There's another way to do this. Hold on. Okay. I did it. I did it weird last. I don't know what I did last time. But I'm going to get it this time. Trust me. We're going to do window. How's this look? Same. I'm looking at. I'm looking at you. Um, I knew that. <laughs> How's this look? Uh, it looks fine. It looks the same. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Here we go. Now remember, if All you right. if you have the three bonus entries, you got put. Your name was four in a row because I thought that was more fair. 
Shout out you to our a entries. Chunk right of the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So 29 entries. We was like 15 people or whatever. Wait, can All they right. win? Can they win twice? That'd be sweet. All right. We'll let one. we'll let you win twice. Here we go. One, two, three. The first one is. Come on, come on. No, no, come on, man. Was it Glenn? Oh Sports my. Or... <laughs> Bro, I thought that was Ian for a good. That's crazy. Sports war. Glenn Kaplan has won himself a T-shirt. You know what he's gonna wow. do? He's gonna buy a. He's gonna get a Giants T-shirt and light it on fire. That'd be smart. That'd be good marketing. <laughs> Maybe light himself on fire. Okay. Well, congrats. That's weird. I I didn't I didn't mean to remove sports war. Good lord, that was stupid of me. All right, put him back in, and then uh, how about this? Is... The second time. Oh, here it goes. All right, here we go. Oh, yep, got that. O U D N A. Nice. I got the name right that time. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I was surprised you didn't go with like Gotudauna. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotuda. Z Barnett Mba. Right. Shout out, Zach. Right. Congratulations to Glenn Kaplan at Sports War and got that OU DNA. Our two winners of the Fanatics branded NFL t shirt of their choice. We will reach out to you via DM. If, if you were watching, or you can reach out to us as well. We are going to do another giveaway when we had a thousand followers. We haven't decided what yet. But um, we are currently, I believe, at 835, Mike. It's up there. Um, so 834, yep. So. I do want to say this, though. For the for the got that OU DNA, he was one of the ones that, that tagged three people, if I'm not mistaken. So cool. Great, great job helps, to him. Helps to tag people in. That gets you more entries. You get that chunk of the wheel. That's a big, uh, that's a big thing. This has been fun. Um, we got two more topics. If you want to talk about them here, um, I can I can talk about that that the the Jessica Mendoza thing because I think that's a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, and we can we can take it into the uh, into the end of the show with this because, um, God, I just deleted it. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we were gonna get there. Uh, we were gonna get there. I forget the girl's first name. Her last name is um, her last Newman? name is Newman. Uh, yeah, here we go. I got it up here. Um, this is great radio for sure. Melanie Newman, uh, she uh, she made history earlier this season when she was part of uh, baseball's first um, all female uh, broadcasting team. Now, ESPN's first all broadcast all male all goddamn all female <laughs> broadcasting team uh, with with uh, Melanie Newman and Jessica Mendoza here. I think this is a big step. Um, I know that a lot of guys don't like listening to females. They don't think females know oh, sports. Good. And there are some of them out there that are not not very good to one listen to or to two that they, they just don't know what they're talking about. Looking at you, Beth Mowens. Um What? What'd you say? Yeah, she's oh god, her voice just yikes. But again, I mean, I y- y- if you're gonna become in this business, like we all rat on Joe Buck, why can't we rag on Beth Mowens if we don't like you? <laughs> yes, but anyways, women. I don't want to take this to a negative aspect here because we have about a 30 seconds left in the show. I just want to praise Melanie Newman, Jessica Mendoza, because this is a big thing. I know that, you know, we shit on ESPN for a lot of things, um, but, you know, kudos to Melanie, kudos to Jessica. I hope this becomes something good. I'm not saying it has to become a staple in ESPN's lineup, 
But, you know, Wednesday night baseball, go for it. They're calling the game two nights between the San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, um, again, just a tip of the cap to both ladies. And this is a big step uh, for women in sports. ESPN loves women. ESPN loves their women, yeah, except for Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols, apparently. So, um, all right, well, that's going to wrap up the show here. Congratulations once again to Glenn Kaplan uh, at 12 Ounce Sports War or Sports War 12 Ounce, and of course, got that OU DNA. Uh, he, uh, the, you guys are both. I'm curious to see if he's got that OU DNA. I'm curious to see what his team is. He could be a Cowboy fan. He could be like a who knows a Minnesota Viking fan, Seattle Seahawks. Being in Oklahoma, you kind of get anywhere he said you want. for what. <laughs> Okay, well, fair enough. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here, reach out to those guys. We appreciate you all listening. It's going to be another show tomorrow previewing Thursday Night Football. And this is Mike and Aaron for the AM Drive. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. We are out. Adios.